0: Hey everyone, this is Around the Farm, the podcast about all things ag. I'm your host, Clint Schaffer. And on today's episode, we're gonna be talking to Dan Meyer of Farmers Mutual Hail and talking about all things insurance. Stay tuned. Dan, thanks for joining us here today on Around the Farm. Uh, How about you give a little introduction uh, to the listeners there? Okay, yep. I am a farmer
1: slash crop adjuster here in Southeast Nebraska. We're a corn and soybeans row crop. We did get out of the cattle business a couple of years back, but so we're just focused on corn and soybeans. We did intertwine irrigation into the mix last year, so there is some non-irrigation and irrigation right in our area
0: that we do. Nice. Well, I got to ask. You know, I mean, since we're we're pretty much post harvest here. Uh, how the How'd the crops turn out for you? You know,
1: we were um, pretty pleased with the crops in our area. I'd say we're in the range of ten to twenty percent above uh, APHs um, oh, Wow, except we had some localized hail and wind events. Um, those were drastically lower. but other than that, we get away from those storms. Uh, yeah, we were very pleased.
0: Well, I mean that's a, a perfect segue. The the only thing uh, you know, wind and hail is good for is for a, a good segue into this conversation right here, which is talking <laughs> about uh, talking about insurance. Uh, you're also a claims adjuster, right? Yes, uh, I started back in 2009 with uh, Farmers Mutual
1: Hail, uh, working part time adjuster, and now I've gone into full time with them. Uh, so it's it's been a great experience, and uh, yeah, it's, I really enjoy it. Now, now, how big of a area do you cover, Dan? Well, uh, you know, I southeastern Nebraska, I tell people maybe south of I 80 to the Kansas line and um, west to probably, oh, Jefferson Thayer County there, west of Beatrice, February. Uh, that's my main territory, but I do help out uh, with other adjusters when needed.
0: Yep. Now, across that, I would assume that, uh, you know, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, good, sizable area. I would assume a, a lot of different events happen throughout the season through there. What kind of what kind of claims do you end up seeing uh, across your territory? Any given year, we're going to have some hail, some wind,
1: some drought, or possibly some excess moisture uh, from year to year. It just kind of varies. Uh, usually with uh, excess moisture is where my replants and prevent plant claims come in. Yep. Um uh, More common, it seems like, every year is a drought. There's somewhere, somewhere's dry. Uh, That comes to production claims. Uh, And there's always one or two hail events or wind events that come through.
0: I I, I would assume in there, you'd also have maybe a little river bottom area throughout there as well? Yes,
1: there is some there on the Missouri River right there where Iowa and Nebraska meet. Um, We do have a little bit there,
0: yep. I know we, we farm up against the Mississippi and that's uh, probably one of our main things, right? Uh, when you start yeah, looking at right. uh, excess moisture uh, is, <laughs> yeah. is a beast to contend <laughs> with, that's for sure. That's right. That's right. Well, lo- looking at this past year, I mean, for for 21, uh, what, what was some of the primary claims that, uh, the, that you've seen in your area? Well, um, I'd say this year,
1: hail and wind were kind of a big thing. Uh, Nothing like Iowa, all the was that last year or two years ago, but uh, we were kind of localized, hail and wind events. Uh, my western counties, I'm gonna have some pretty significant drought losses, uh, but that's, I'm just on the edge of the drought out there. Uh, majority of my territory probably uh, had plenty of moisture, so should be good. But I think the majority of my claims would be hail and wind this year.
0: Now, you mentioned, you know, irrigation too, Dan. Uh, I mean, are you are you getting into the, the irrigation territory within Nebraska then as well?
1: My little area that we're in is uh, it's hit and miss, whether you find a good well or not. Uh, we just happen to uh, on one of our farms, and so we're... Uh, testing the waters, I guess, with it. And uh, we've had a wind event last year with it and a bad hail event this year with it. So it has not panned out yet. <laughs>
0: well. to make you feel better, we, uh, we we have one irrigation system on our farm and it was put up in 1993. And if you remember 93, that was one of the yeah. worst floods uh, the <laughs> on the Mississippi there. And uh, we didn't even uh, have the ability to move it around the field that first year because we had a 30 acre pond that... It was out in the middle of it. It actually got oh, yeah. stuck. Uh, yep. So uh, it was a wonderful year to put up a, a irrigation system on a <laughs> on a major flood event. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but well, hey, uh, you know, when we're talking about you know making these claims, what what goes into it? I mean, I understand that a lot of this is is covered and it uh, is really alleviating the the risk of the of the farmer. But what actually are some of the steps that a farmer has to 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 make to to really make a claim?
1: So, the hail and wind, it's just basically call your agent. Let us know about it. Um, hail losses, we wait 10 days. We got to see what the crop's going to do afterwards. Uh, wind, kind of the same deal. Uh, we wait a little bit, give it some time. Uh, then we'll come out and do the adjustment process. Um, with production claims, um, you know, with a traditional claim, if, if we're not talking precision— uh, there's quite a lot that goes into it. We got to either have bin markings, we got to have load logs, uh, we got to have summary sheets marked. Every ticket's got to be accounted for on a summary sheet. Um, so when a farmer throws his tickets on his dash of his truck and writes the field name on it, and one or two blow out the window, that can kind of uh, get interesting to that part. So, uh, but when we're talking precision, that really simplifies the process. Uh, then we just need the seeding maps, the wet weight harvest map. And a calibration log showing the cal- combine was calibrated within three percent.
0: So, I mean, if it, when you're talking about precision data, if that yield data is coming in, there's there's no need for uh trying to trying to figure out how much is in a grain bin or things of that nature at that point. No, not for the claims process unless something were to go wrong with
1: the precision data for some reason. I always kind of tell guys. Um, I'd still mark tickets. I'd still get an idea of what goes into things. If the precision, something would happen to go wrong, I don't see it very often at all. But if something would happen to go wrong, we go back to traditional methods working the claim. Um, yeah, so it's, it's re- it really simplifies the process when we do precision.
0: It, it, speaking of that simplification, Dan. I mean, I, it, it also sounds. I mean, there's a, a a huge time savings on this as well. What what would you you know compare and contrast a tr- you know a traditional claim versus a, a a claim with precision data? What's the time that's that's you know kind of put into that?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, okay, so for example, I've got a insured in my area that um, pretty sizable farmer for the area. Uh, He farms in three separate counties, four separate counties. Uh, He probably has 15 to 20 grain bins. Uh, Lot goes to town. Uh, So we gather summary sheets. He did have, before he started using precision, uh, he still had the combine monitor. We used that for a load log at that point. Uh, So, I mean, it was by the time I measured all the bins, the time he would spend uh, marking summary sheets up for me, uh, writing his load log out for me, We probably had three to four days wrapped up in that one claim. Um, Now that he went to Precision, he's got the climate field view in in his operation. And so he goes into FMH Policy Holder. He uh, just clicks on his field view data, pulls it right in. It's in my hands. And then I just – these precision claims. I like to do in the evenings when I'm home, I've got all the information I need. Uh, once the kids are to bed, I pull up that data. Mm. One to two hours, I can have that operation done. Uh, and he is actually wow. one that's irrigated, non-irrigated. So, it will split that out as well for us. He doesn't have to provide records for that. So, it it really speeds up the process and gets him his check a lot faster.
0: You're talking from days to, to hours. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And it can, depending on the size of the operation, I mean, if we were talking a smaller farmer that would have had five bins to measure um, and then went to precision, I probably could work his in about 15 to 20 minutes. I mean, wow. it's, it's, it really helps the process. Yep.
0: Yeah, I, I would also uh, assume that it saves you from, uh, from driving as much as well then at that point. Well, I still (laughs) got to go out for signatures. I still, I I still meet with the farmers and make sure everything I
1: give them a copy and uh, make sure everything comes out to where it needs to be uh, that they're okay with everything. But yeah, it's, it's usually a one-drive trip uh, just for the signature.
0: Maybe, maybe I should have said less climbing grain bends. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, it, what What have you seen? You know, with the with the farmers that you work with, uh, has there been you know uh, are, are they are they excited for for this kind of transition? Is there any pushback to it? What, what's What's kind of been the uptake that you've seen uh, just in your territory? You know, I would say for the most part, um, usually when I come to a farm and
1: if I notice they've got the globes or I see the monitors, I'll, I'll start asking them about it. Uh, it seems some kind of resisted a little bit, don't know if they really want to trust that. I think the big thing uh, that I've heard is they don't want something to go wrong in the process of the pres- using precision, and it throws them out of getting a claim payment, and oh. that's not the case at all. Uh, like I said, we just revert back to traditional methods. We use the monitors as load logs, and we go back to climbing bins and uh, filling out summary sheets. So, it's, it's, it's not a waste of time. I, I try to encourage guys, give it a shot. Uh, it, you'd be amazed at how, how, how much it simplifies things.
0: Yeah, I mean, it also sounds, too, you know, not only with the simplification, but, I mean, it sounds like you get you get another, of course, you get another source of record, right, uh, right. on there as well, which I, I feel uh, probably puts you in a better position to to make sure you do get the, your claim paid out.
1: Yeah, abso- absolutely. And, and another big push with this Precision is, uh, you know, a lot of guys are using the acres that they certify with FSA. Um, a lot of times those are high. Those are, uh, I don't know, five ten percent high, probably in some cases. Um, when we're doing precision, we use your seeding maps. If you've got the row shutoffs, offs, that's going to be more accurate acre count than using five seventy eights from the FSA. So we're uh, taking the same amount of bushels off a farm at harvest time and dividing it by less acres, mm. creating a higher APH. Yep. So which we're just building guys' APHs. Uh, there's there's so many benefits to the to using precision on the in the crop insurance industry.
0: Uh, and so, so, I mean, that's really truly using actual planted acres at that point in time, not yeah, just absolutely. the field boundary. It's wherever your planter went across, that's the acres that are in that field then. Yeah, yep.
1: Absolutely. Nice.
0: Yep. And I mean, you talked about being compatible with, uh, with field view, which uh, I know that opens up to, you know, a ton of compatibility for, for equipment wise. I, I, what a, what's been the thoughts uh, across the uh, across the landscape of just having compatibility with all their different machines
1: you know it's uh, field view has been a big it, it's really growing i think in our area because of that i mean we've got john deere machines we've got case uh, we know we got some gleaner combines out here in uh, that field view it's it's linking up with all their monitors so it really and then when they can go into FMH's policyholder center and they can just go right in, click on their field view data and bring it right into us. Uh, it really, really speeds up the process and makes things easier on guys.
0: Well, I know, you know, user friendliness is always, uh, always a thing that we always hear, right? And, uh, yes. and it sounds like you put a lot of focus into, uh, into making sure that you have that user friendliness, not only from a, a personnel standpoint, but also from that digital, uh, that digital landscape as well. Um, I know if I jump into somebody's portal and it's, uh, it's easy to use, ah, it's, it, it just makes the, the process so much better.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't, it won't scare the farmer away once they look at that field view and uh, they they realize that they can uh, actually run it and it's pretty easy to do. So, yep.
0: I know we've been the uh the we've had about uh three different wind events on our farm now this year and I think we had yep. close to four last year. And uh, so we had, you know, a couple fields that uh that were impacted, you know, pretty heavy with, with some uh some green snap and things of that nature. And and uh I know that uh dad was just talking the other day of, of starting to research you know, wind insurance, right? And uh, right. have you seen with some of these events, it seems like we've had a lot of a lot of wind events over the last couple of years. Have you seen an uptick in in farmers uh, getting wind coverage? Absolutely. Uh,
1: I Gosh, I would say in my territory three years ago, I probably only had a handful of claims. Uh, they're just, because we only had a handful of insurers that took out the wind coverage. Uh, this year, there was a lot more policyholders that carry the wind insurance. And I believe next year will be even more because uh, the wind event that went through here, a lot of guys did not have the coverage. Um, so I, I do believe that will uh, drive the number that, of people that take the wind insurance next year.
0: Now, has, has this impacted uh, on the hail side of it, of, of guys jumping in and getting, uh, getting hail coverage? Yeah,
1: they're uh buying the hail coverage
0: as well. Yep. yep. Uh and then they buy the wind on top of that hail
1: policy. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I guess from my perspective, I look at uh insurance the same way that I look at, you know, seed treatment and and fungicide and things of that nature, right? Which is uh all trying to protect your bottom line. You're trying to to maximize your your profits and uh and I think that uh having that coverage uh is a not only a peace of mind, but just a good business, you know, decision as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep.
0: Well, hey, we are, you know, Thanksgiving was just a, a few days days ago. We're rolling into the uh to the Christmas and New Year's uh area here. What are some of the, the, the things that you look forward to uh going into this holiday season? Well, I guess I'd probably have to answer with
1: uh seeing family whether that is or not, but you know, it's a, it's a break from climbing bins, I guess. That's a, <laughs> that's a big push for me. A couple of days off there, climbing bins in the cold. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's always nice to see family that we only see, seems like at
0: holidays. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more now. Now what about, you know, favorite holiday dish? What's that, uh, what's Ooh. that one dish that you're just looking forward to that, you know, maybe a family member is going to bring? What, what, what is that? Gosh, that's a hard one, uh, boy. I don't know. It's
1: might have to be the green bean casserole or uh, any kind of fruit pie. I I always like pie too.
0: Yeah, I, that's that. That would probably be mine. So I am a, a huge pie guy, and I, uh, my my mother in law always brings uh, brings pies, and uh, that's always one of my favorite parts there. So
1: yeah, absolutely. Yep.
0: Well, Dan, I just want to say thank you for, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come uh, come talk to me here on uh, on Around the Farm. This has been a, a great conversation. Excited about this uh, continued connection between uh, FMH and, and Climate Field View. I think this has just been a, a huge benefit to, uh, to our customers here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Clint.
0: All right. Well, hey, you have a great holiday season. Take care. You too. Thank you. Hey, another thanks to Dan for joining us on today's episode. And also, thank you to you, the listeners out there. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like the podcast, subscribe, and ring the bell to get notified each and every time that we push out new episodes. Also, Around the Farm is sponsored by Climate Field View. So with that, we'll see you Around the Farm.